Welcome to Around Town, where we seek to discover insights into places, events, topics, and issues that you want to know about in our great city. I'm your host, Nick Berkfeld, with producer Chuck Locke. Today, we will be talking with Stacy Keith, the director of the Lubbock Cultural Arts Foundation. Stacy, thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate being here. What's your connection to Lubbock? Well, I am a Texas Tech alum, lived here with my family for about 13 years when we came for a job opportunity for my husband. We have one kiddo, just love being a family in Lubbock and all the great things that it has for families and raising our son. What were some of your first impressions of the city? I loved it when I came here for grad school. I remember vividly being a student here and how incredibly friendly the people were. I was so glad to know that that's true even as an adult. I love the friendly atmosphere, that West Texas spirit. I've really, really enjoyed it. I love it. What does family time look like for you? We relax a lot. We both work full time. I have a senior in high school who is getting ready to graduate from Lubbock High. I kind of like to be home and just treasure every moment with them, especially since I know he's leaving us soon. Professionally, what has it been like to be here? It's been great. We had been in Texarkana, Texas before we moved to Lubbock. Lived there about 10 years, and I worked in nonprofit management for a while. Also did some fundraising for a couple of higher ed institutions, a community college and A&M Texarkana. Really, really just love that work. Really love being able to build projects, bring people together, connect with people. And so when we came here, we really wanted to do a similar type of thing. For a while, actually did consulting work, wrote a lot of grants for a lot of wonderful organizations and projects, and was blessed to be able to do that while my son was in grade school and middle school. And about the time he hit high school, I thought, you know, I'm kind of ready to go back full time. So one thing led to another and poof, I did. I think that it's been great as far as a career path and being able to grow and learn and kind of have that entrepreneurial spirit here too. And how did the position that you're in today come about? With the Lubbock Cultural Arts Foundation, it was kind of a concept for a year or so. It really developed from really the zest that Lubbock had to get the music-friendly certification, which in order to do that, you have to have a liaison. And that's part of the state program. That way you have one point person that works with both the Texas Music Office and your city. So this organization was really created to kind of help manage that and provide that point person and also do it for the Texas film-friendly certification program as well. Really was born of that spirit to try to elevate music and film here in Lubbock even more. Honestly, I saw it, it kind of appeared one day in a friend's LinkedIn post, and I thought, that sounds like a really fun opportunity. I sent a resume kind of on a whim and was lucky enough to be asked to be the first director of this organization. Lubbock has a storied history when it comes to musicians. Where did the energy come from and the desire to become a music-friendly city? Started where it should. The first meeting was held at the Blue Light. I think that speaks so highly of Lubbock and that spirit 
of music that we have and that storied stage. The very first meeting was held, I think, in about 2016 with commercial musicians, gigging musicians, and, of course, venue owners to try to start to get their arms around the framework to become music-friendly. Fort Worth beat us to it. They have a great music industry as well. But the spirit of wanting to create that program here, and then there were several other meetings, once that grassroots group began to reach out to the city and to LIDA and to some other organizations and say, hey, we really want to do this, Betty Holly Hall was being built at the same time, and it just was kind of the perfect energy to really get it going. They had several other meetings with the Texas Music Office. They were thrilled that we were certified in 2020. And what does it mean to be a music-friendly city? It really means that you support and love your music industry. It's kind of the gold star of Texas music. We support musicians by making sure they understand that there's a directory for them, both through the Texas Music Office as well as locally. They can register for free and try to help build their patrons and their listeners. We celebrate their successes. We try to promote records and things that are happening, concerts that are happening. So it's very multi-approach in the way that we do it. And it looks different for every community. I remember when we started talking about it, I asked the coordinator, Chip Adams, who's just great. He's with the Texas Music Office. I said, well, is there like an outline to do this? And he said, no, it's just a framework. What works for Austin is going to look different in Lubbock. And what works for Fort Worth is going to look different in Lubbock. You really can create it to your own spirit and your own personalities, which is really cool. We can be our own industry. We don't have to copy anyone else. What are some things that you've learned by connecting with musicians out here? I need to tell you this. My background is in fundraising, nonprofit management, that arena. I am not a musician. I'm not an artist. One of the things I've really enjoyed doing is talking to them, blogging about them, and learning about them. The one thing I would say that I have learned is that they work incredibly hard. And even those with the most talent still work and practice incredibly hard, that it is not easy. You don't just jump up with a guitar and create a number one. It takes hours and hours of practice and work, whether you do that through a higher education source. Some of our musicians are gigging musicians and they don't do that path. But either way, it takes a lot of talent, but it also takes tons of work and discipline. What does it look like to help to foster the music community of Lubbock? What are some of the things that you do for them? We have a committee, a really large committee. We have about 30 musicians. They are all across the board, all genres. Some are professors at Tech and South Plains College. And then we have some gigging musicians and recording studios and venue owners. I always joke with them that my job is really for them to kind of tell me what that industry needs and make it happen and help them make it happen. And so we have this lovely collaborative relationship, one of the things that they felt like was really lacking was the opportunity to have some professional development courses. How do you budget? How do you write off your equipment? Can I write off my new guitar? I mean, how do I do that? To be able to put together a committee of experts that are here in Lubbock 
that are trustworthy that they can go to after the workshop should they choose or not, but that they have those resources and that support and get some great advice. We've done several of these, everything from marketing to financial planning. We've done a getting the gig workshop, which has been really fun, where they actually get to meet venue owners, venue managers, and learn how they book and how they can approach them. We really do things that are a little bit unique. We don't want to redo what our great higher ed institutions are teaching them in the classroom, but we want to give them that real world experience to be able to help them effectively read a contract. Those good business skills, I think, has been the niche that we have found. And we'll be right back with Stacy to continue our conversation on Around Town on 89.1. Welcome back to Around Town. We're speaking with Stacy Keith, the director of the Lubbock Cultural Arts Foundation. What are some of the barriers that you've seen for musicians who want to work and live here? Lubbock has so many great positive things for residents who are artists, whether they're musicians or visual artists. I think the low cost of living, the great synergy that we have among our music and our artistic communities. We're isolated. Sometimes that's a positive, and sometimes that is a little bit of a challenge. But I think we have some great musicians who call Lubbock home, make their life. They're living here. Then they might go on tour, but they come back to us. That's such an ideal type for my office as far as what we're trying to do to really show that side of the music industry here that, yes, you can record here with some of our great recording studios. You can go on tour and come back to us and still have a place to perform live as well, which most artists enjoy doing. I think we have some wonderful things that we have to offer here that other communities don't. Paint me a picture of an up-and-coming artist here in Lubbock. What would be the ideal journey for them That's really tricky to answer. I think it really depends on the artist or the musician. I think that we have such great education institutions here like Texas Tech, LCU, Wayland, South Plains College has a wonderful commercial music program. And of course, they now have this wonderful new matriculation agreement with Texas Tech School of Music. So you can start in South Plains College commercial music and transfer seamlessly to tech. I think we have so many good things with the higher ed side. I don't know that there is an ideal. I think that successful artists and musicians in Lubbock Some have degrees and some teach at Tech. And then you have other people that didn't take that path and are very self-made and they all do well. I think they all connect well. So I really think it depends on the spirit of the person. Have you noticed some commonalities among successful musicians here? They are hard workers. They do what they say they are going to do, whether that's being on a committee of some kind or being true to a venue owner when they say they're going to do what they need to do. They are mentors to younger musicians. I think that's so important in this industry for everyone to feel supported. It's not an easy way to make a living. Mainly, they have that discipline and drive. Mentioning venues, what are some things that venues can do to be supportive of musicians and to allow for them to be growing in their careers? Lubbock has such great venues. I think there are so many different kinds here. We have some that are so iconic, like the Cactus Theater. And then, of course, you have 
the Buddy Holly Hall. We just have such a big variety. We did a program. We've done it two years in a row now with our Getting the Gig program, and it really connects the venues and emerging artists that are trying to kind of get on some of these Lubbock stages. We love that connection. It's so important for them to get to know one another, for the musicians and the artists to understand the expectations of the venue. Our venue owners, I think, are great and generous with their stages. They like to help those up-and-comers. They like those fresh faces, but then they also like the established artists, too. I think it's striking the balance and finding the right stage for the right musician a lot of times. What is the role that y'all will play in helping artists in venues connect? Our professional development workshops that we do are a great way for them to get to know one another. We do an arts after hours event that we hold monthly, which is really a fun come and gather. There's no agenda. We just want you to mix and mingle. That's the purpose of that. It's just a fun way for people to get to know one another. So we do that. We also work on our website. We have a page for music venues we have a page for musicians and they can list their venue, their stage setup, their mic setup, what equipment that musician would need to bring to be successful there. On our musician side, it's more profile, picture, style, and how to get in touch with them and what kind of music they perform. You can check out what an artist genre that they play, kind of get to know what you may hear when you go hear that person play that evening. We're trying to really make it approachable where those connections can be a lot easier made. For the listener who say it's a Wednesday night and they want to hear live music, what's a good way for them to explore that? One of my favorite social media sites beyond our own, I love Lubbock Music. I think he does an outstanding job and really tries to get his arms around everything Lubbock Music. It's just a great, great social media site on Facebook. He will post those and allow musicians to post those. So there's this running post of, hey, I'm playing at wherever tonight. There's so much information out there. Visit Lubbock does a great job, too. They have an events calendar. We have an events calendar on our website, too. And then there's just gotten to be so many great local resources to help you navigate that. I want to transition over to one of the other topics that you're focused on, the visual arts. Our mission is incredibly broad. So our mission is to champion and cultivate the arts in Lubbock. Because Lubbock has such a great synergy in its arts community, we work a lot with visual artists, musicians, as well as performers and dance and theater. We have been really fortunate this last six months or so to partner with the Lubbock Arts Alliance and offer a couple of workshops to visual artists. We thought, well, let's give that a try and see if they come. The director of the Lubbock Arts Alliance, Elizabeth Grigsby, did a workshop on showing and selling your artwork, showed and explained how to set up a booth, how to submit to an arts festival, how to take a proper picture of your artwork. Just really great information to really help them be able to win that booth space at either the Lubbock Arts Festival or whatever arts festival they're applying to that might be jurored. During the Arts Festival this year, we also did a marketing boot camp, which was really fun. Again, with the Lubbock Arts Alliance in partnership with them and had a great day on really kind of grassroots guerrilla marketing techniques, everything from 
working on creating a brand to social media management, to developing a website, to some fun and unique ways to market. Those have been really fun with visual artists. They also love our Arts After Hours. We always have a really great group of people that come out for that. And we move that around and have done several partnerships with that event with Luca and some of their gallery talks and their Unwind events. Just really trying to look for those opportunities where we can create like a safe space where people can come and talk and engage with one another there's not an agenda. We just hang out and try to visit. I think that's just so magical, has been really welcomed. So those are a few of the things that we've done. And working with those types of artists, where have you seen strengths and weaknesses for them when it comes to these programs, things that they could use help on? I think there's always things that we can do. Social media is always such a challenge, keeping up with the algorithms and learning the art of all that, I think is always challenging. We're so dependent on the digital side of marketing. And I think those topics have come up quite often. There were also several who have attended some of our other workshops, such as the budgeting and financial management. I think that's always something all of us can get better at. And especially if you are an entrepreneur, you're making your living through selling your pieces and you may or may not have a true retail space. How do you budget and how do you approach that through marketing and financial planning? I think it's really just those good, solid best practices that we're trying to help nurture. And we'll be right back with Stacy to wrap up our conversation on Around Town on 89.1. Welcome back to Around Town. We're speaking with Stacy Keith, the director of the Lubbock Cultural Arts Foundation. Earlier, you had mentioned the music committee that contributes to the work that y'all do. How does decision making get done on what types of activities, topics, things like that, that you'll pursue? Well, as part of the Texas Music Office certification process, you have to have an advisory committee. You can have as few as four or five people on that committee. We have 30. So we have this amazing group of high energy people that are also legends in Lubbock music. Don Caldwell and Carrie Banks. Scott Ferris has been absolutely critical. Brandon Adams, Joy Harris, Daryl Holland, Dustin Six, Galen Wixon and David Cho as well. I think it's so important to have different vantage points and different genres different recording studios and different venue owners. Somehow or another, one of them will come up with a brilliant idea and everybody is just on board. It is the most interesting synergy. We really are making some really fun things happen. It's because they're such a fun group, knowledgeable group. We'll have events and we'll just be amazed at the chemistry and the magic that goes on at those events. When you kind of let the reins go a little bit, people do what they're really good at and trust them. I always say my job is just to kind of shepherd and help them achieve what they know they want to do. They're just such a great group. It's been a lot of fun to work with them. Managing a committee of 30 people takes a special kind of leadership. How do you think about your role in facilitating that? 
How do other people view this committee? I think that we are really unique in Lubbock in the way that our music-friendly certification is approached in that committee style. They're an advisory committee, so we don't have a chair. Everybody has kind of an equal seat in this situation. They're not a board. So there's no pressure as far as the administrative side. They just have to have fun, and they have to come up with the great ideas. We've actually been very lucky to have some other communities reach out to us, to our office, and say, how are you doing this with these people? And it's like, I just kind of let them come up with those creative ideas, and I tend to be the shepherd to help them keep them on task. We try to go back through and pull the best ideas, most reasonable things that we can do, timelines that we can do, and really just kind of get it done. It's really been a lot of fun. But yeah, they're a really unique, special group for sure. A lot of the work of the Cultural Arts Foundation is collaborative. Who are some of the collaborative partners that you work with? We work with so many great organizations. We try to be really open-armed, work with all size groups in Lubbock. We've done some blog work and some things with Lubbock Community Theater and the Edge Theater, trying to help promote what they're doing and what their plans are. And then we work closely with LUCA. We've done several workshops in partnership with Lubbock Arts Alliance, which is a similar organization in that they manage the cultural district program for Lubbock. This wonderful, beautiful cultural district that we have that expands from Texas Tech all the way out to Fibermax and Cavell Museum down to Luca and over to the Depot District, ropes in Buddy Holly Hall and the Tech Museum. Lubbock Arts Alliance does that, and of course, in the Arts Festival, which is one of our favorite events that we promote and participate in. And we try to just say the table is big enough for everybody and just pull up a chair. We try to do a lot of different types of activities, really try to be inclusive and collaborate quite a bit. This is a one-woman office. There's no way that we could do what we're able to do without lots of help and lots of support from each other. One of the programs that you maintain is the Arts and Music Directory. What is it and what is the value of maintaining something like that? Well, when we were developing our website, really trying to look at the pieces of that and the mission of this new organization and thought, you know, there's really not a place for artists, kind of like an artist marketplace where you can put your picture, picture of your work, your Etsy site, your Instagram and your social and really describe yourself and your medium. We developed both a music side of that for musicians and venues, but we also just created a page for visual artists and performers. We even have some filmmakers who have registered on that. It's just another way to kind of connect to them and to keep in touch. It's free. What's very cool is this year in the visitor guide that Visit Lubbock does, they've put QR codes for both the artist directory and the music directory. So now if an artist registers with our directory, the QR code in the visitor guide will take that person straight to our website. It's almost a digital extension of that visitor guide because we have so many artists that don't have retail space or may not have gallery representation. They're working out of their home studio and are quite successful through an online presence. But we want to be able to connect the public and the visitors to that great art in Lubbock. Mentioning film, 
One of the other pursuits of the organization is getting into the Texas film-friendly community. With that, what does it look like and what are some of the programmings that y'all do? I'm thinking of the familiarity tour as an example. It's a very different program from music. The idea of it is really to help make it easy for visiting productions when they come to Lubbock and they need help with the permitting process or using public property. How do they navigate that. Our office helps them to do that, navigate that process easily with the city. The city is really supportive of both of these programs, music and film. They've been great to work with on this. As you mentioned, the familiarity tour, we work with LUCA. Of course, they have Flatland Film Festival now for over 20 years. What we did last year is a familiarity tour for visiting filmmakers and just visitors to the festival. We took them around Lubbock and showed them kind of some spots that you might not normally see as a tourist, but we wanted to show it as a filmmaker's eye. Some of the beautiful spots in East Lubbock and North Lubbock and downtown. So we took them all around kind of the less traveled places. In the short life of the Lubbock Cultural Arts Foundation, you've already done so much. What does the next five years for you look like? Where do you hope the organization is by then? I think that our professional development series will continue to grow. That has really been a niche and that has been something that everybody has been so excited about. I always say, you know, I don't want to be five years down the road and just be a one woman show. I could see that possibly sometime would have maybe an education coordinator. I think that would be really cool to be able to really help get their arms around that programming, being able to really continue to focus on the cultivating of the arts and the marketing side too. So I just think the potential is just huge. At this point, it's very organic and we're really just trying to be good partners and work well with our sister organizations and keep doing good work. For folks that want to know more about the foundation and reach out, how can they? They can check out our website at LubbockCulturalArts.org. We have an office phone number as well, which can be found there, but it's 806-368-9039. We're very involved in social, have a pretty big social presence. And so we're on Instagram and Facebook and all the fun social channels as well. Stacy, that's all the time that we have today. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Around Town. I'm your host, Nick Bergfeld. The show was produced by Chuck Luck. Our guest today was Stacy Keith, the director of the Lubbock Cultural Arts Foundation. Join us next Friday morning at 9 a.m. on 89.1. For more information on Around Town, visit ttupublicmedia.org. 